Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. that movie welcome in everybody to the belly up fantasy live show once again we are the dynasty edition coming at you this sunday at 11 a.m i would like to go around to my left i have commissioner cooper from the tss fantasy show yes you doing they, today Kim? i am doing great it's a little chilly down here in orlando but i am doing wonderful and i love being back in this studio so thanks for having me yeah talk about a guy who knows what chili is let's go to andrew laduke how's it going my man how's the divots and pivots show going man going great had the first episode fantastically well so we're just looking to keep it going and yes, chili, that's an understatement up here. But hey, we're in the 20s. We're in the 20s today, so I'm ready to rock the shorts and the Hawaiian shirt, man. Oh, man. I mean, you know, I live in the mid-Atlantic now, but I know the, the Northeast is still the spot where if you really want to freeze your cojones off, you go to the Northeast. So I feel you on that one. And then a man who knows a little bit about chili weather, but now he kind of lives in Texas, so it's a little bit warmer. But... um. He's the man who's everywhere in the fantasy verse. He gives us all the fantasy sports. K 
Kevin Wilson, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing great. And, uh, yeah, so down here in Dallas, it's a little chilly, but I won't claim, you know, the mid-Atlantic or any of that stuff. So we're, we're, we're what, what is it? 45 degrees. So we're, we're okay. And sunny. <laughs> 45 degrees. I want to walk around in shorts when you say 45 degrees. <laughs> Me and Andrew over here like, yeah, there's snow outside. <laughs> I dropped my kids off at like 25 degrees and flip-flops, and then a mother looked at me and just said, a little cold, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, I think it sounds like the song, that sounds like a cold-ass honky for sure. <laughs> yeah, you guys can have all that. Keep it. Yeah. Um, it's fun on some days, but yeah, there's some days where it's like, nah, <laughs> I'll stay inside. <laughs> um, but anyways, guys, big week. We finally had some GM shakeup. Uh, we obviously had the playoff games last night, two major um, underdog upsets. Uh, let's let's talk about, let's wrap out the, um, the news about GMs first. Mike Mayock's out in Oakland, or... Las Vegas is still not going to get that right ever. Uh, <laughs> They're Oakland. They'll always be Oakland. They'll always, they'll always be Oakland. But um, anyways, he's the new Raider, or no, he's the old Raider GM. And then we have um, a new GM for the Giants. So, what's more breaking for you guys that Mayock is out, or that the Giants were so quick to get their GM and interview Brian Dable? Like, what do you? How do you guys feel about those two um, two shakeups? I'll, I'll go to Commissioner Coop first. Um, to be honest, don't care. Uh, Mike Mayock, <laughs> I think, um, you know, that was kind of writing on the wall with all the turmoil that went on there. You know, quite frankly, uh, you know, you know, you're again, it's it's not necessarily his fault, but, you know, it falls on you're the leadership it reflects on you. So, I mean, I think that was an obvious. I mean, with the Giants, again, they, you know, when have they been relevant? I can't remember. So I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that any team that struggles gets rid of somebody on leadership. It just makes sense to me. Um, you know, that's what, that's just the nature of the beast. It is a business at the end of the day. Um, and honestly, general managers, whatever, um, you know, again, there's only a few to me that have really proven themselves over time. Um, the rest of them were all, they're all just kind of throwing darts at a board as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I think Mayock was due to be out just because Gruden was out. They're obviously looking for a restart. Bisaccio, it was a great story, but it looks like it's coming to its end. Um, and, you know, at one point, Khalil Mack, that trade looked like it was going to be a great trade for the Raiders. And then it kind of just fell apart because the draft whiz that Mike Mayock was never really shined. And so I think that they kind of saw that and said, hey, we got to kind of start looking at the pieces we have and move in a different direction. So the thing for me that I look at the Giants one, because the Giants have made terrible decision after terrible decision after terrible decision ever since Eli Manning's been gone, Tom Coughlin. So I look at that and I say, that's not a bad decision. You got somebody from a winning organization in there. You know, and he immediately gets to work and starts grinding by going out and getting the one of the leading head and coach candidates in Brian Dable. So I look at that and I go, maybe the Giants are looking to actually turn a corner. But Andrew, how do you feel about that news? So I definitely agree. The Raiders, you, you saw that coming. Let's you can't have that much go on and, and, and expect to keep your job. So it's gonna fall somewhere. Uh the, the Giants is 
is definitely more interesting. Look, I, I love to see when a team turns a corner and gets themselves back competitive, especially a story franchise like the Giants. I don't like the Giants, but I'm here for football and I'm here for entertainment. And so I, I, I'm down to see what they can do here. I want to see an aggressive team because I think that's what they, they've always been at their core. That's what got them to to those two Super Bowls. So um, I think it was – I agree. I think it was a good call. Uh, just curious to see if they can uh, if they can pull it out and actually make it happen now. Exactly. I mean, this is it's definitely one of those things that, you know, it hopefully they get back to, like you said, being kind of a good team, because, you know, we all know that not everybody's the Patriots with 20 years of dominance, but everybody kind of strives to want to be that way. So it's good when you see the the underdogs, the guys that are usually at the bottom rise to the top. Uh, Kev, how would you look at the news? Well, when I first heard about Mayock, I did not realize that him and John Gruden were married together. They mm-hmm. came together, mm-hmm. and it was it was actually Gruden that brought Mayock on board. So once yep. Gruden went down, Mayock was going down at some point. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that saved him for a while is they got their act together, kind of, and they made the playoffs and everything. But that was that was you know going to happen. And so, uh, you know, you mentioned about Pistaccio probably being out of there. I think he's earned that position. So we'll see what happens with that. And uh, as far as the Giants are concerned, if you're going to hire somebody, you might as well do it with somebody that's, you know, you, you mentioned in a winning organization with the Bills have turned themselves into. And so uh, New York is supposed to be like the center of, of the universe. And uh, they really have not been in any sport recently. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm not, never have been a, a New York fan, never will be, but uh, we'll see what goes on over there. Yeah, I'm, I want to hit on one point that you said. I think Rick Bisaccio does deserve that job. But at the end of the day, when you have the opportunity to bring in somebody else, like maybe even like a Jim Harbaugh, you know, all the names they're stirring around, Sometimes you kind of take the feel-good story, the guy that's been there 20 years, you pull him aside and you say, hey, man, this is what's best for the organization. Um, You're obviously an inspiration, and we want to keep you on, but the reality is is we need to work with what we got. So, I mean, I do agree he deserves to have that coaching position, but at the same time, I understand if they get rid of him. Yeah, Um, I get that too, Justin, but if they're going to make that decision, make it. So that Basaccio yeah. has some place to land. Right. Don't he's earned that. Job and the whole universe is taken up. So he's sitting out on the, you know, we'll work for food out, you know, by the interstate. We don't, you know, he doesn't deserve that. He's earned that respect. Absolutely. Totally has, yeah. Yep. Nope. Very fair point. And uh, I kind of want to transition now to the playoffs because speaking of earning respect, Ooh. Put some respect Ooh. on that name right there. And put some respect on both those teams. Ooh. Both right. those teams earned that Ooh. win last Did night. You, anybody know when the last time two number one seeds went down on the same day? I can't I, ever recall that happening. I do not. I wish I would have looked that up, though, earlier for the Family Feud game we're having later. But, uh, yeah, no, that's good. I'll look that up while we're talking, actually. Let me delete that. <laughs> my, my cheat sheet here. <laughs> <laughs> this man, we hopped on, and he's like, hey, don't be looking at my answers. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Hey, I, I, want this all, I want this all natural. I, want, I wanted Andrew and Kevin to have the same advantage as you, sir. That's all. <laughs> he's going to go change 
change his answers now. He's going to go look that one up. <laughs> When's the last time miracles happened? <laughs> but anyways, guys, let's get to it. Um, first off, Bengals, Tennessee, story of the game, Ryan Tannehill chokes. I mean, three interceptions, that is a no-no in the big in the big spotlight. Uh, on the other side, Joe Burrow was getting hit all day long. He was sacked nine times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to put a trivia different. question in there. When was the last time a quarterback got sacked nine times and they still won the game? Right. Yeah. It's another one. Might be only one answer on that one. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, what was your guys' main takeaway from this? For me, it was Joe Burrow's mentality is off the charts. Like, this guy – like, you look at him with the picture with the cigar, and you're like, all right, maybe he's a little arrogant. Nah, man, that is the right amount of arrogant. That is the right amount of cock. You want that confidence going with your team. So that was my main takeaway is that Burrow is obviously the guy in Cincinnati and will be there for probably about 15 years. You know, he's going to make this team do good things. And then on the other end, is Tannehill the guy? Because in this biggest moment, with all of his weapons, he threw away the game when they were on their game-winning drive. So I'm going to pass it to Kevin first because I know he's the Bengals guy. <laughs> he wants to talk about this. Give me your thoughts, Kev. Well, you know, the biggest surprise to me about that whole game is, you know, right there at the end of the first half, Derrick Henry started rolling. And I thought, well, once he gets going, you know, the Bengals can, you know, just cancel Christmas because, uh, you know – that guy is impossible to stop. But then it, it, it got interesting because he didn't scoop, you know, he didn't do anything in the second half. And then you got Tannehill thrown, you know, interception after interception. And uh, the Bengals just stayed the course. Uh, Joe Mixon looked pretty, pretty good back there. And so they just kept it close. And then I liked how the, the kicker goes in while well, we're going to the AFC championship game and goes out there and boots it. That's the kind of attitude that you want. I think that permeates the whole Cincinnati roster. And so, uh, you know, I, I would like to sit here and say, well, I had Cincinnati in the AFC championship game. Well, I will not go there because I did not. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, if, if they were going to play a team, I think Tennessee was probably the perfect team for them because, uh, you know, we'll, we'll find out next week when they go up against a really elite offense. But, uh, you know, for, for now, they got the job done. So uh, congrats to them. Indeed, congrats. Um, Andrew LaDuke, tell me what you thought. Those offensive lines, woof. What in the world <laughs> oh my goodness. happened? That's, I, I was watching that game. I, I was shocked that, you know, two teams that had decent offensive line play throughout the year, between, you know, with their running game. And, I mean, Tennessee supported Dante Foreman and Damian Hillard once Henry went down pretty successfully for, for many weeks. And, and they've made Tannehill – look all right. Like, look, I think we all know Tannehill's ceiling at this point. He's been around long enough. And I agree, he's not the guy long-term, but he's been good enough to this point to to let them be competitive and let their other stars shine. So I don't know what happened between both teams last night because, like you said, Joe Burrow going down nine times. I think a lot of those interceptions from Tannehill were based off the pressure and him just panicking. It's still on him, but the offensive line play was, what was my probably biggest takeaway from that game. It was just atrocious from both ends. Yeah, that's fair enough. But on, on the other side, give credit to the defensive line. Both defensive sure. lines were working hard. I mean, that interior line for Tennessee is ferocious. 
And then on the other side, you know, Hendrickson's went, Hendrickson went down, but he was doing a really good job for the Bengals as well. There were so, so I mean, many missed blocks coming straight up the middle. Like, that was shocking just watching. There was multiple times where I'd see two offensive line guys not block a single person. Just stand there trying to reach out for someone. Yeah. I mean, that that's the key, right? You you have to win the trenches if you're going to win the big games. Um, Kamish. Yes, sir. Chomping at I'm chomping at this one. I got to get in on this one. If you watch TSS Fantasy Selfless Selfless Plug Tiki Live 10 p.m., you would have heard me tell you that this upset was happening, and I did tell them earlier this season, Kevin, the Bengals would be in the AFC Championship. The bottom line is this happened earlier last year. Joe Burrow defeated the Titans with a less – um, credible team. So he came in here with a team that was rolling. Um, the Titans came in again. Now this is the Titans were on a rest. You have Derrick Henry coming in. Now he was, he was on it. He, he was injured for, for a while. And no matter what I heard, I heard them talking, um, you know, during the game about how he's been in the gym and you can be in the gym all you want. It doesn't simulate gameplay, especially the playoffs. You hear players talk about it all the time. NFL is a faster game, but in the playoffs, it's even faster. You hear athletes talk about it all the time. So at the end of the game, at the end of the day, excuse me, you couldn't expect Derrick Henry to just come in there and be the Derrick Henry of old. To your point, Kevin, he did start to get on a roll a little bit. Um, but unfortunately, Tannehill, and listen, at the end of the day, as a Dolphins fan, I was one of the biggest supporters of Tannehill. I mean, I go to the games. I saw him develop. I saw him starting to see people down the field. He was developing as a quarterback. Um, but again, in big situations, he would always do this. It would always be that untimely interception. And that is not going to get you anywhere. Um, I know our, our Patriots fan knows that. Um, and at the end of the day, the Bengals right now, one of the hottest teams in the league, I feel like. Joe Burrow, my biggest takeaway, not just Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. I Again, not another selfless plug. I told you in the summer he was going to be a top five, or excuse me, top ten. I'm not going to go top five. Told you he was going to be a top ten wide receiver. I mean, the guy has uh, went to college with the quarterback who is on fire in this league right now. So he's just going to be dominant uh, throughout. So love the Bengals going forward. Um, don't like their chances in the championship, but I definitely saw them getting there. Yeah, I mean, not to take away from anything, but he probably will be top five in Dynasty this year and probably even redraft. He That man had a year, and he only, I mean, he only looks like he's just going to get better. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that that was, that was a fair enough assumption. You, know, you do know Tannehill because Adam Gase did ruin him before. <laughs> <laughs> but even and, with that, like I said, he developed. I saw him, and yeah. I, you know, I heard the stadium, Matt Moore. I'm like, shut up. Like, seriously, you can see him. Uh, you know, earlier in the season, wouldn't see people down the field. Later on, he would see them. You're like, oh, okay, now he's got it a little bit. Uh, but, again, the untimely interceptions, man, you just can't have it. Yeah. And I will give him one of those interceptions was not his fault. I mean, you have to catch the ball. You cannot just bobble it around because that just leaves it for, you know, anybody else to go get it. But I'm going to switch gears to the game that I was most interested in. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let you oh, guys gee, start out was, with it because I'm going to finish it. Oh, dude. Wait, there was another game yesterday? I missed it. All right. <laughs> it was a tennis match, I think. The Australian Open. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll lead into it. the coldest it. tennis match ever. <laughs> yeah, no, certainly. I'll lead into it, Justin, since, you know, you want to finish on. I'll start with it. Look, the bottom line was, like, what happened to Aaron Rodgers yesterday in the cold? That was what really surprised me. You know, when he saw – and it really, to me, uh, a big reflection on this game – 
to me was the lack of a running game from the Green Bay Packers who have A.J. Dillon, Captain Thunder Thighs on that roster in the cold. I don't know how you weren't riding him, especially on that last drive. You got four minutes left. I would have been like, yo, let's pound the football like the Niners did. They were like, yo, here, Debo Samuel, run the football. That's how you win in cold weather. Hello, run football, play defense. That was a shock to me, especially the biggest shock to me. Third and 11, you're throwing deep to Devontae Adams, double covered. That makes no sense. I don't even know what you're doing. None of it made any sense to me. I don't know what the play con was about. It almost felt like Rodgers was like, you know what? Bump this. I'm done. That's literally what it felt like to me. I don't know. But anyway, um, all due respect to your Niners. Um, again, Debo Samuel, I've earned so much respect for this uh, this season. Um, just unbelievable uh, year he's had. Um, and just the Niners team in general getting hot when it matters. I don't like their chances going forward, but I didn't like their chances game one. So what the hell do I know? All right, we'll go to uh, Andrew. You're up. <laughs> I did like the Niners game one. I wasn't good having them win last night, but boy, I enjoyed it. Like that's, I am so glad Packers are out. Cause like you said, I think they just handled that football game so wrong. The, the amount of times they forced the ball to Devontae Adams. I remember one play, I feel what down it was, but down the sideline, same thing, double covered. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. There was no chance he was going to catch the ball. It's just – and even so, the, that third 11 play deep, Devontae Adams isn't the guy you go into deep on a play like that. Like, that's where you, you pull out the, the MVS or, or, you know, someone else. But they just threw that away. And A.J. Dillon, Boston College pride right there. <laughs> the Heat, to just cut him off at the knees like that and, and just not let him do anything, just <sighs> such a disservice to, to what – what you had going there. So whenever it was halftime and it was only, I think it was seven, nothing at halftime. I knew San Fran had, had a legitimate shot to, to take it over. Cause I, I thought they would keep it close. The biggest thing though, then those special teams, those blocks, yep. they just want, they just wanted it. I'm sorry. They, you, they just pushed those lines around on the special team blocks. Um, so this, sometimes you just can't beat that. And someone asked uh, Jimmy G after the game, what it's like to, to be on a team that's just getting hot right now. We just talked about it with the Bengals. San Fran's getting hot right now, and I think they have the weapons to to really make a run here. It's going to be tough to uh, take down whoever they got to face, but man, sometimes you just got to ride a hot hand. The Giants proved it to me. I keep going back to it this episode, but the Giants did it twice. They just rode the hot hand and and got there. So I, I'm from right here. I'm a Niners fan throughout the rest of the playoffs. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think Terry Bradshaw brought the stat up, and I forgot who he quoted, but someone brought the stat up that the Packers, they you know pulled up special team rankings. They were dead freaking last, and it showed improved last night. Kev, what's your thoughts, man? 
Well, you know, Justin, it's it's an impossible uh, task for a Seahawk guy to, you know, cheer on the 49ers. But, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I think he's an arrogant gas bag, and I was not sorry to see him go down. Thank and you. so, you know, you, you talk about how, you know, him and Devontae Adams, and there was a port, part in the game where uh, you could tell me the, the defensive back's name, he was injured, came out of the game, and they brought in – Somebody and and they even said it right there. They're going to be targeting Devonte yeah. Adams, which they that was did. The one down the sideline, I was talking yeah. about. Yeah, that was. Norman, and, and yeah. It was like one of the worst passes I've ever seen. And yep. so I don't know what in the world was going on right there. And when when that when they blocked the punt and got it in for the touchdown, there was four minutes and forty one seconds to play, two timeouts, and that is a situation where Tom Brady, time after time after time after time, has led his team down there and won the game. And this was all Aaron Rodgers. He had timeouts. He had time, and he didn't get it done. And so, uh, anybody that talks about how Aaron Rodgers is at the top of the list for all-time quarterbacks, I want you to stop doing that because mm-hmm. it's just not there. And and I, I was I was not sorry to see him go down. And so, uh, yeah, I'll turn it over to Justin because I know you're chomping. So go ahead. Just want to. I just want to say before Justin starts, I think it's a little harsh about Aaron. A little hard. I think you're a little harsh on Aaron. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead Justin. I know it's your time, bro. My bad. I didn't mean to steal your fight. No, it's it's all good. I, I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I think that Aaron Rodgers is downright one of the worst playoff quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> this man. I'm gonna I'm gonna start from the beginning. Winning against Dallas. The one story that was out there was that Dallas lost the football game and blamed the refs. It wasn't the 49ers fucking played an excellent game. Fucking, you know, you know, just won, outright won the game. Lost, Almost lost it on a Jimmy G mistake, but outright won the game for three and a half quarters. Won that. It was that the Cowboys have been, you know, dominating, and then they just fell apart. So here's my thing. Look at this emblem and realize that we deserve respect. San Francisco deserves a lot of respect for last night. They came out of nowhere with those block kicks. I mean, you you made the stat that uh, they had the most special teams. Who was supposed to block Jimmy Ward as he puts his entire chest into that kick? <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> exactly. Uh, sorry, bud. We need room on the practice squad for somebody who can actually play. Um, yeah. It's just it's little things like that. And the entire week it was, oh, this is a superior team to the 49ers. The only thing superior about the Packers is Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Jimmy G at this point. And, you know, Devontae Adams is probably the best all-around player on the field. Other than that, there ain't nothing different. They do the same things. They run the ball with strong run game. They have a good offensive line. Their defense is good. I mean, I think the Niners' defense is a little bit better because they're a little bit more motivated. But overall, it was the best team won that game. The team, as a unit, came out, fucking stuck together, put the energy in, didn't give up. And on the other sideline, they wasted their timeouts. Bad clock management, Matt LaFleur. I'm sorry, bud. You are only good because Aaron Rodgers is there. That's it. Look at your decision making, Jordan Love. I'm sure you're you're happy to see him come in and play. I mean, next year we're gonna find out a lot about that division once that happens. Anyways, I'm gonna cut it off right here. 49ers, put some respect on that name. 
If you ever want to hear me rant, get a 49ers podcast together because I will rant all day long. I just want to ch- hold you to task for one thing. Aaron Rodgers is not the worst playoff quarterback of all time. He's actually 11, well, probably now 11 and 10 in the playoffs. He's not the worst of all time. Again, he may struggle at, at some times, not the worst all time. So I'm going to I'm gonna give you this. I saw him in the 2019 NFC Championship game leave the field at halftime, not motivated like Tom Brady would be. Remember, Tom Brady was down 28 to 3 against Atlanta, and he said, let's fucking go. Let's go. We got another half. I saw Aaron Rodgers like this. That's his demeanor, though. That's his demeanor. He can't necessarily, you know, you can't, you can't, I I guess you can say, you know, I I just say everyone has different leadership. Everyone has different leaderships, qualities, and I think that's Aaron's more chill kind of guy, more of a, I guess, a player's type. I'm on your side, bro kind of guy um so you know again i'm just not going to discount aaron Rodgers. i think you guys are just kind of again we're in a reactionary business where we like to jump on things as soon as something happens i don't think we're going to we should jump all over aaron Rodgers right now yeah well i'm still gonna do it so i don't care <laughs> <laughs> but anyways guys Justin, we're gonna aaron gas bag so i'm right there with you <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what he does with a different team, right? <laughs> or is he going to blame his, his problems after that? But anyways, guys, we're going to move ahead. We're going to do a Manscaped ad. But when we get back, we're going to have Fantasy Feud with our own Commissioner Cooper, a.k.a. Captain Good Time. Time for the good time. Here we go. All right, guys, let's do the ad. Roses are red, violets are blue, but don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping. The holidays went by so quickly. Did you remember to take care of your package with the best tools for the job? The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is just the thing every guy needs in their life to make each and every day just a little more special. The number one product in this package is the Lawmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. And get this, the trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate balls. It even has a 4000K LED spotlight so you can shave anywhere your heart desires. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code Belly up fantasy at manscaped.com today. Roses. Dan, thank you so much for taking care of our balls. I do appreciate That's you. Right. Sorry, I got right to. I, I mean, this can I just goes say up. that your jacket looks like it's straight out of the Dave Chappelle player haters ball. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, all right, here we go. I got it straight up. Yeah, this is actually it's funny because um in my fantasy league we have a Hall of Fame. Of course, I was the first inductee, and this is actually my jacket for my Hall of Fame jacket. So loud and proud for the LSFL. Quick shout out. You're just styling, that's what that is. But Justin, I know you're just trying to stall because right now we got a game to get to. If you guys go to TSS Fantasy, this is the kind of stuff we bring, and I'm gonna bring to this set here. I can't wait to do it, gentlemen. It's time to play the feud. All right, so it's simple now. Normally on Family Feud, it's one side versus the other. Right now, we got three guys here. We got a threesome here. So what we're going to do is just basically play it out like trivia. So you're going to guess. The first person that guesses it correctly or at least gets one in the round gets control of the round, and we get go from there. If you uh, After that, you guys will get a chance. to The other two will get a chance to steal after we're done. Sound like a, sound like a plan? Let's bring it. Let's bring it. All right, let's go to round one. Fights most. We're going to now again. I try to find divisional playoff facts. I couldn't really find any, to be honest with you. So this is more playoff. I just did a more playoff career inducing. All right, so here we go. First question Most career playoff losses by a quarterback? <sighs> Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. It's a familiar sound. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Yeah. Opportunities to lose. Peyton Manning is number one all time with 13. So you have number one on the list. I'm assuming you are going to play. You got control, you got no strikes, and number one answer. Go ahead. All right, let's go with uh, Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly. Good good, good guess. Good guess. Uh, Makes sense, but not there. How about Drew Brees? Drew Brees. Uh, oh, uh... Danny, hey, hey, hey. Sorry, that should have been an obvious one. I don't know. Dan- oh, hey, hey. Those, don't, those points get you nowhere. He's actually tied uh, down at the bottom with uh, 10. So, uh, yeah, he's in there. He got him on the list. Good job, sir. <laughs> Let's, uh, I feel so bad, bro. Ben Roethlisberger. Nice. Also tied with Danny there with 10 as well. So we got two more here? Yep, got two more. Uh, One strike remaining. No Phillip pressure. Rivers. Philip Rivers. All right, so Kev, you go, I'm going to give you the first shot at it. You got the first chance to steal. Uh, right. So far, he's got Manny. He's got Manny number one. He got um, Roethlisberger and Marino uh, at the bottom of the list. And so you got two more remaining. And um, yeah, there you go. Number two and number three. All right. So I'm going to go with his brother, Manning, as well. 
Eli Manning. Justin, your chance to steal it. Um, I'm going to go with the guy who's probably been in the most playoffs, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Hit the wrong cue, my bad. That's correct, Justin. <laughs> he is number two on the list. Um, number three, Brett Favre with 11. Also, Aaron Rodgers down tied with uh, Favre with 11 as well. So there we go. That's rounding it out. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. All right. So, all right. So good, good job on that one, Justin. You're going to take round one. Let's go to round two. Now everyone's got a little feel for things. Let's see. You got warmed up a little bit. All right, here we go. Round two, most rushing yards all time in the playoffs. Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. Okay. Want to make sure that was the right cue that time. Yeah, Emmett Smith, <laughs> 1,586 yards. He is number one all time. Mm, okay. You control, my friend. Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. No salute today. Joe Perry. Joe Perry and not from Aerosmith. This <laughs> thing, <laughs> it won't hit. There it goes. My fat fingers. All right. You got only number one on the list and you got two strikes. So you got number two, three, four, and five available. Okay, let's see who made a ton of appearances. Oh man, it's a toughie. It's a toughie, toughie. Roger Craig, Roger, Roger Craig, trying to pull the homer pick. All right, Kevin, I gave you first last time, so Drew, you're going to be up first with this one. Your, you get the first chance to steal it. Let's go Walter Payton. Oh, Walter Sweetness Payton. <laughs> Kev, your chance right, to steal so it. I'm going to go with Franco Harris. Franco Harris. There you go. Number two on the list, 1,556. Uh, Thurman Tom Thomas was number three with 1,442. That's Tony, the bill I was thinking of. <laughs> Tony Dorsett, number four, 1,383. And Marcus Sweetness Allen, 1,347 to round out your top five there. All right, so we got a tie right now. We got Kevin and we got Justin uh, tied at one. You guys ready for round three? Here we go. All-time reception leader in the playoff. Not yards, but receptions. Lynn Swan. Lynn Swan. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. All right. Jerry Rice, number one all-time, 151 receptions. All right, my brother, it's up to you now. You got control of the round. You got the first answer and the rest of the, the rest of the top five. Let's go with uh, Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison. Ooh, receivers who made there a lot. Um... Uh, Julian Edelman, why not? He was there a ton. Julian Edelman. 
He's number two all-time, 118 playoff receptions. Okay. Um, um, you know, I'm going to go back to the Colts and try Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne? been one of them number four on the list so you're missing number three and number five and you actually got two people tied at five so you gotta you really could get a good guess there um and you got one strike okay okay um let's go with um uh terrell owens t-o Shit, I thought that was going to be on there. <laughs> Not my quarterback. <laughs> um, okay, so so this is just reception. It's not wide receiver. So let's try Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski. Gronk Spike gets you number three on the list with 94. So you got a two chances at number five, but you got one strike. Right, I mean, excuse gonna... me, you got two strikes. So you only got, but you got two answers you could get for number five. All right, let's stay on that path then. Sterling Sharp. Sterling Sharp. Whoa. <laughs> I like that. Oh, close, close, but no cigar. All right, so Justin, let's give you the first chance to steal. Everybody got the first chance. We'll leave it up to you. First chance to steal it. Who do you got? Um, I'm gonna go the tight end route, and I'm gonna go with a guy who's been going there a lot recently. The Chiefs tight end, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. He is number five all time, 88 tied. You should have stayed homer, bro. Should have stayed homer tied with Wes Welker, number 88 also as well. God, that's got to hurt when the fandom fandom gets to it, man. Oof, that's got one got to hurt. All (laughs) right, we got... We got Justin up two. Let's see if somebody can take it away from him. He takes his next one. It is night night. Here we go. We're going to go into round four. Most interceptions all time in the playoffs. This one's going to be a toughie. Is this thrown interceptions? I'm assuming. No, sorry. No, once you actually got the reception, interception, excuse me. (laughs) Most, most picks. (laughs) There you go. Off the most. (laughs) Um, Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Sante Samuel. 
I'm trying to stay Homer. Uh, uh Ronnie Lot. Ronnie Lot. I. Oh, the fat fingers! Thing. The fat fingers! We need we need someone backstage to help us with this, man. Come on, my fingers are he too fat. He did it without this. a pinky too. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it off! Nice. So congratulations, Justin. You did nail it. Ronnie Lott is number two. He's actually these. There was a, a tie. Four people tied at number one. He's actually one of them tied. So we put him at number two. Ronnie Lott. Good job. So you got one, three, four, and five available to you. So what you're saying is it's four guys at number one and then the second, <laughs> the second. You got place. it. And there's only one at number two. You got it. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna go with prime time. Dion. Dion Sanders. Good guess. I would have thought that too. Yeah, I mean he was enough of them. Um, Ed Reed. Money Ed Reed. Ed Money Reed. All about the you, baby. Oh, Ed Reed, num- he was actually listed at number one. Obviously, tied with Ronnie Lott with nine. Yeah, that makes sense. That man was a ball hawk. Um, Palomalu. Troy Palomalu. <laughs> Went down with the best hair ever, not the most INTs all time. <laughs> Old Spice couldn't help that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shoot. Let's go. Oh, Homer pick, Ty Law. Ty Law. All right, back to you, Kev. Going to give you the first chance to steal it. No Googling. No Googling. (laughs) Just so you can see. When you're trying to cheat, talk to cover. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass this over to, I'm gonna pass this over to Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, an this, is, this is not, this is not pressure luck. All right. <laughs> Good. I'm going crazy right now because I can't remember this guy's name. Denver, great. Oh my god. I know what you're about. Kicking myself right now because I can't remember his freaking name. Yeah, well, that's not the name of this game. You have to name it. (laughs) You're gonna remember his name when I win this because I'm gonna say it. (laughs) Well, you've already lost. You can't steal it. That's right. Uh, So I'm gonna because I can't remember his name, I'm gonna say Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson. He's going to be on there, too. Who was it? All right, Kev, you sure you want to guess, bro? Any guess? We'll give you last opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the ditch on this one. All right. Well, I'm, I'm not going to ding you twice, then. You already got done. Appreciate that. All right. I actually went to you because I thought of all of us. You're the old head. Probably would get the rest of them. The rest here is Bill Simpson. Guess that one. Dope. Um, Charlie Waters also, and Lester Hayes at number five with eight. He was the one number two. I mean, come on, man. Of all the of all of us, I thought you were going to get it. All right. That means, Justin, you are a winner today, so congratulations. I forgot to make a little video congratulating you. I'll make sure to get those next week. My bad on that. <laughs> now, 
Now we're going into the bonus round though. So here's your bonus Ooh. round question. All right. So everyone's excited. I'm actually going to ask it. I'm going to ask Andrew and uh, Kev the same question. So be ready. I know Googling, like I said. All right, here we go. Justin, here's your final bonus round question. Can you name me, Mr. Niner fan, the first team that the Niners defeated in the playoffs? Oh, shoot. (laughs) First team that the Niners defeated in the playoffs. I want to say it's the Packers, but I might be wrong. Okay, so that's your answer. Your final answer? Yeah, that's my final answer. Final answer, the Green Bay Packers. No bonus round for you. No big money. Not that I had any anyway, but their <laughs> first win, 1949 against the New York Yankees. Believe it or not, they won 17 to 7. Went oh, on to on, lose. Justin, you should have had that. Went on, <laughs> went, they went on that year to lose the conference championship to the Browns 21 to 7. A little did you know. All right, let's go to I'm our take double. this off because I'm not a true fan anymore. <laughs> well, don't, don't worry, don't worry. We got a little bit of time. Let me just let me let me call our other our other compatriots out. All right, Andrew, who was the first win by the Patriots in the playoffs? Oh, well, I'm only 32, so I'm not going to know any Yankee football team answers, but uh, I'm going to go, for some reason, this team jumped out at me. I'm going to say the Chargers. The San Diego Chargers. So their first win, (laughs) believe it or not, against the Buffalo Bills in 1963. They won 26 to 8. They went on to lose the conference championship that year, 51 to 10 to the San San Diego Chargers, believe it or not. Good call there. All right, Kev, I didn't leave you out, sir. Don't you worry. You, You actually have a little more recent history. Give me the first win by the Seahawks in playoff history. I'm going to say Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. Hey, listen, just so you guys are aware, all of your fan cards are in my pocket. The Denver (laughs) Broncos was who they defeated first, 1983. Great Scott, almost around uh, Back to the Future time. There was the wild card against the Denver Broncos, 31-7. They actually went on that year to stun the Miami America's team, the Miami Dolphins, 27 to 20, but then they lost to the Raiders to the, Raiders. And to the AFC Conference in 30 to 14. So there we go. A little history, a little fun. We're bringing it all to you today. Awesome. That's your cue, Justin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, now we can get down to the nitty gritty of this, which is our rankings part. So we are going to give to you guys our top 10 dynasty RBs for 2022. Are you guys ready? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Ready. All right. Hold on. So I am going to take the remaining guys out and I will leave Kamish to talk to us about all right, I got to get my jacket off because I got I got to get the game show um, vibe going on. I got to take that off. We got to get down to fantasy. All right, here we go. Back down, bring the voice down a couple ectops. All right, here we go. 
Jonathan Taylor at number one, 23 years old. Um, bottom line is we saw what he did last year, finished um, this year number one overall fantasy. Um, don't forget next year, again, they face the Texans, the Jags twice. I mean, it's, just, it's a great schedule to have for any running back. They also play the NFC East next year. So keep that in mind. They can't stop a cold um, in any of those teams. They also uh, face the Chiefs and the Vikings. Not very good against the run, neither. Um, Jonathan Taylor, you've seen what he's done. Number one overall. Don't need to go on too long there. Najee Harrison, number two. Finished number four overall this year. Um, 23 years old. He's a stud. They're going to build that team around him, too. Ben Roethlisberger going to be going bye-bye. Guaranteed that team's going to be built growing around Najee Harris going forward. A young stud. Love him going forward. Now, I have Austin Eckler here. The reason why I but you know, and he was one of those guys I was always afraid of, but I think he really dispelled the rumors of the injury-prone status this year. Really did uh, did well this year. Finished number two overall. Um, he is 26, but, you know, again, that's not very old. Um, and, again, displayed all the injury concerns for me this year. Nick Chubb, again, another young guy. To me, consistency. He's 26-year-old with Kareem Hunt. Now, again, he's had Kareem Hunt in the backfield having to share carries. Number seven in 20. 19 he finished number nine in 2020 and number seven this year if you were looking for a top 10 back and you want consistency nick chubb is one of the guys to go for now here's one of the guys that got reservations for at number five christian mccaffrey i've been kind of up and down on this i've been kind of wanting to knock him out of my top 10 to be quite honest with you um because again you know his injury his injury prone um status i guess label if you will um 2019 though let's not forget number one overall had a great season he is only 25 but Ben McAdoo is coming in as their offensive coordinator. I'm not sure what's going to go on there. So um, this list may change a little bit. I've been really uh, kind of up and down on Christian. At number um, six, again, going with consistency, Alvin Kamara. Um, he was number 16 in 2019, number two in 2020, um, and this year number nine um, overall. So, again, consistent, um, good offense. Sean Payton, you know, he's always bringing it. 26-year-old, good guy to go after. Um, now, here's a guy. Now, here's one of those where we start to go on potential. DeAndre Swift, like every year he looks great when he's healthy. That's his issue, though. Does he stay healthy for an entire season? Um, so, again, he's got all the potentials of greatness. Um, again, though, it's the Lions, so how they build around that team with Goff. Um, look like they showed some promise, and if he can stay healthy next season, um, you know, he, again, DeAndre Swift could could uh, move up your ranks a lot. Joe Mixon, again, he's been injury-prone. Talked about him before, but he's 25 years old, very young. This year, much like Austin Eckler, kind of dispelled their injury um, uh, disclaimer, and he's also starting to look like he'd be more of a power back, so he's been very impressive this year. I like Joe Mixon going forward, um, and again, um, number three overall this year. Javonta Williams, again, going with potential. Did you guys know Melvin Gordon and Javonta Williams, man, you want to talk about a game plan that was put into play. They actually had the exact same number of carries, believe it or not. Melvin Gordon actually finished with 15 yards more. Um, not that that's saying much. I mean, it's all, all on uh, game flow, things that happen in the game. Um, but we don't know the situation with Melvin Gordon. If he goes away and it's Javante Williams uh, backfield, man, you got to love it. He's a big back, very young. Um, and again, you know, with with a shared backfield, had a great season this year, um, finished 18th overall. And then the last one, again, going back to, again, potential and going, you know, injury. I know he, he had the injury plague. 
um, season year prior and kind of get back into this year and not much to do with that offensive line. I think that's the biggest thing. But again, it's going to be a whole new uh, regime there. And it's a young guy, 24 years old. Um, uh, bottom line is Saquon Barkley is a stud. Um, the, the, so that's a fact. <laughs> and, um, I like him going forward. Um, you know, again, let's see what the Giants do in the offseason. But listen, we have a whole offseason. I'm sure these lists will kind of change as we uh, get forward and teams start adding free agency and stuff. But this is my top 10 going into next year. And it really should just be an early list. I put should put on the early list because yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. It's it's right into it's not even a full offseason yet for the, the NFL. I mean, so you know, these guys will change hundred percent. Uh one guy I want I'm really interested in is Saquon Barkley. You know, he like you said, he has tons of potential. He's almost got an unlimited amount of potential with his skill set, but he's just had such a bad offensive line and such bad coaching for the past two years that he's been put into situations where even when he played his two games before he tore his ACL, I mean, he had only 16 yards rushing. So I kind of wanted to, you know, just point that out. Anybody else like have anything else they wanted to talk about on uh, this list on commission's list? Uh, That's a good list. But like you said, I think things will change a lot. And, uh, my list is decidedly different than his, so <laughs> you know, so that that's to be expected. Yeah, no, definitely, hundred percent. So I'm gonna pull it to Andrew now. Well, I can't that's wait. Gonna... I I really I can't wait to talk about this list. Let me let's go out and I because I got some this one at the bottom. We're really gonna talk about. Let's let, let me get <laughs> let me get out though. Let me get out. Let's get all right, out. all right. We're we're gonna let Andrew explain himself, and then we're gonna get back. All right, there we go. All right, so much of the same up top. Look, Jonathan Taylor just showed enough this year where he he's right there. I don't think he's going to change out of the number top uh, pick. Um, I think the the Colts finally decided they're going to use him in this way. Um, beginning of the year was a little was a little touch and going if they were going to use him correctly, but I think he's there to stay. Um, Eckler, uh, Eckler and Harris, similar to Cooper, kind of interchangeable for me in this uh, case. I think Eckler. Uh, gets involved enough to in that offense to where he he should uh, return return value to be top five easily. And then Najee Harris, he's just going to get so much opportunity, especially coming in with a, a new quarterback. Probably going to have to lean on him depending on what route they go at quarterback. Um, and if they kind of retool that offense, I expect Najee Harris to be uh, a, a big part of that, both in the passing game and the running game. So Najee Harris is uh, is solidified in there for me as well. Um, Derek Henry. I'm still gonna still gonna stick with him. I know he's he's getting a little older now, and he's he's now catching the injury bug. Uh, but he I, he is still a beast, and I think once he gets back to a full off season to really uh, reheal himself up, uh, he's gonna come out and be the Derrick Henry that we expect every year next year. Uh, so, like I said, early we'll see how the the off season all shapes up. But if he the situation doesn't change too much for him in Tennessee, I expect him to. Uh, to come out and, and be the beast that we expect him to be. And then Alvin Kamara, uh, similar with Harris, though, we'll see what that offense looks like down there, but um, Kamara is still able to get it done. And now with the, the friendly uh, face of Mark Ingram back in that that backfield with him, I think it only helps him. I, I think he, he had some success with Ingram in the backfield uh, last year, and I expect that to still be uh, an offense that, um, can be centered around Kamara and Michael Thomas when he comes back, if we see Michael Thomas back in a Saints uniform. So I think if he if he's got a receiver out there that um, can kind of balance his running game and his receiving op- opportunities, that it'll it'll only help push him forward more. 
And then I loved what I saw out of Javante Williams this year. I, I really hope uh, Gordon either takes a back seat in Denver or go gets a chance somewhere else because Javante Williams is the real deal. His yards after contact this year was um, just otherworldly for a rookie coming in, and he gets involved pass game, run game. That he's going to be um, the future running, like the future of that running game in, in Denver. So, and if they bring in Aaron Rodgers, that's only going to help it too because then then there's there's weapons all around him that should should get him some favorable matchups. Uh, Joe Mixon was a guy that I was very wrong coming into the season on. I was with the crowd saying that he was uh, too much of a risk to go with, but like Hoop said, he, he proved it to all of us that he can, he can handle it. Um, he's, he's running with purpose and with, with, uh, um, with dedication and he, he's shown he can be part of the whole offense. So in a high powered offense, like the, the Bengals has become between chase and borrow and all that. I, I got to, at least get mixing in the top 10 because there's going to be a ton of opportunities around him there. And then I am fine with Christian McCaffrey being this low on my list and possibly falling out because we have just seen too much injury with him. Um, I think it, I don't think we're going to see a full 16 game season out of him going forward. I think he's just, he gets the ball too much. He gets hit too much. He, he tries to do too much uh, for that team. And I think he's just taken on too much over the past few years. He's still going to be a good back when he's playing. He's still going to be one of the best, but to take a risk on him in a top five situation uh, with the potential of him being out as much, uh, I can't do that. And then Deandre Swift, same thing. He's someone who could fall out for, in my opinion, for like a Nick Chubb or like a Saquon Barkley. It's all about the kind of injury stuff. Uh, but Swift is uh, a guy that I've liked. I like coming into the season, and, and he performed well. I uh, went in. And then Travis Etienne, I want to see what happens. This, once again, early offseason list here. I want to see what happens with that Jaguars team down there. Once he gets healthy, what changes they make. This this is this is a kind of a, a long shot ranking here that if, if they make some changes, switch it up with James Robinson or the, the head coach just comes in and, and wants to switch up the style that they play. I think Travis Etienne is that that's um, that speed back that can get involved in multiple ways that I think he could surprise some people. So once again, someone that could easily fall out of the top 10 here. He's a risky pick, but I thought he deserved to at least be talked about uh, for the possibility. So keep an eye on what that Jaguars offense decides to do this offseason. Definitely, it's something to look out for. You know, now that Urban Meyer is out of there and, you know, we're actually going to get to see hopefully a real head coach come in and insert a game plan and not just be a total clown the entire time. But, um, yeah, I mean, I really liked your list. Um, my So my question going into this with Dynasty is how long do we trust Derrick Henry? Like sure. my Dynasty outlook always is like, you know, two, three years in advance, you know, do we have the confidence that Henry, now that he's got, you know, he's had a, a replaced tire, you know, he had foot surgery. Are we, uh, are we feeling confident that he's going to be, you know, the workhorse that he's always been? And, you know, are, are we feeling confident for two or three years down the line with him? I'm feeling confident. I, I don't think, um, you know, I, I don't think, you know, with Dynasty, you know, we always want to look for those young guys. But at the same time, you want to look for production, too. And he's definitely at least two or three years. I don't think, um, you know, you can go wrong with Derrick Henry. Um, you know, I was sitting here debating that he's definitely right outside my top 10. Um, so but definitely somebody I would be happy to scoop up. That's for sure. Yeah, the only issue I can see, Justin, is when, you know, running backs is a far different situation than other positions, you know, because. You know, other positions kind of go down gradually as they get older. 
running backs take the step off and go completely over the, the, the canyon wall. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. And so, but I think that uh, Henry, you, 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 I would trust him for at least a couple more years. But after that, you got to start questioning that a little bit. He was missed half the season and was still ranked number 20 amongst yeah. running backs this year in PPR okay. format. So well, if I had him, I would definitely be happy with that. There's yeah. no way I'd be trading him. Well, that's the thing. I, the way I viewed Henry in this was almost as if if I have him, he's not a, like necessarily a sell candidate for me to go get draft picks or young guys. Like I'm going to hold him for at least one more year and, and see what it looks like. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. That's fair enough. Does anybody else want to talk about anything on Andrew's list? Yeah, I do. I want to get in here. <laughs> Travis, I mean, listen, bro. Listen. I mean, you have like, I mean, I'm looking here. Where's Nick Chubb at? You don't have Nick. You have, you don't look. This guy is like a backup to James Robinson right now. And the first season, he didn't even play. I don't even know how he could be in your top 10. Like, that's craziness. I'm sure you want to talk about him, maybe highlight him. But your top 10, bro, we could go down the list. I could put some people ahead of it. I mean, I basically, I could go down at least 20 running backs ahead of Travis Etnie for sure. I'm going to be a, fair. He's a rebuild candidate. Rebuild candidate. There. I'm going to be fair <laughs> to Andrew real quick. Not a lot of people saw Chase as a top 10 wide receiver after he was dropping balls in preseason. <laughs> That's right, Coop. That's right. Well, he's still, say he's too, pulling though. to you. <laughs> well, you know, if, if I had Travis Entian, I wouldn't be trading him either, but there's no way he's in my top 10 list. And I'm, a, I'm a Clemson guy. So uh, <laughs> I, that, that's just not going to happen. So, you know, I, I, I appreciate his confidence in him. But as you yeah. said, he's got Robinson still to deal with over there. So that caps both their upside. Not convinced he will. <laughs> All right, guys. Now we're going to move along to Kevin's. And Kevin, you can tell. All right. So, um, of course, at number one, I got uh, Jonathan Taylor. And, uh, you know, we've we, we said it about him. If you don't have Jonathan Taylor at your top of your uh, running backs dynasty list, then obviously they don't, you're not paying attention. Uh, what, what more could you like? He's 23, 1,811 yards. He had 5.5 yards per carry. He had 18 touchdowns on the ground, two in the air. What more could you ask for? And this was from a second-round pick, you have to remember. So that's got to be one of the best draft picks of all time. Uh, number two is uh, Harris. He's also 23 years old. And, uh, you know, he was fourth in uh, yards from scrimmage. The only thing that might be holding him back is who's Pittsburgh's quarterback. But, uh, you know, he, he – and the big thing about him, especially in PPR, he had 74 catches. So that really, really raises him up to me. And then I'm going to go with Javante Williams. That's uh, potential. He's only 21 years old. And uh, he played in all 17 games, had nine, uh, 903 yards rushing, 4.4 yards per carry. And uh, when Gordon missed uh, week 13, he rushed for 178 yards. So yeah, he's got it going on. The only thing we have to answer is new coach, new quarterback, of course. That, But his ceiling's a long, long, long way off. It's – 
further away than all the rest of these guys that we could talk about. Number three, uh, I talked about numbers. Uh, number four is uh, I could be talked out of this. Yeah, I have Swift. He's 23, and uh, he uh, went healthy. The sky's the limit on him. You have to figure that he's going to have a, a healthy season coming up, and uh, I, I just like his uh, – I like him going forward. But I could be talked into moving him down because I got Eckler at number five. And um, the only down part about him is 26. That's not real old, but running back old, you know, you're getting up there a little bit. But he played in all 16 games. Uh, he did it all. He had 12 touchdowns on the ground. He had 70 passes for another eight touchdowns. That's 20 touchdowns total. And he was six from yards from scrimmage. So if someone wanted to argue with me and say, hey, move him over uh, Swift, I could be talked into doing that. Uh, I got Joe Mixon. He's 25. Uh, he played in all 16 games. So uh, he had 13 touchdowns. So you talk about production. And uh, he's, as we saw, you know, for, during the season, Joe Burrow, he's got great offensive potential on his team. So he – and he burned me the season before in the redraft league, but uh, I'm not going to hold that against him. He had a great season this year. And then I had Alvin Kamara. Uh, he was my guy. So he's 26. So he could be sliding off the mountain here pretty soon, but still – he had 898 yards, four TDs, but he had 16 the year before. And so uh, the potential is still there for him, and uh, he can move up. That's a great season. Then I got Christian McCaffrey at number eight. That's just based on potential from 2019, and uh, he needs to get that, uh, you know, be healthy. So I could be talked out of moving him down or up, depending on what's happening there. And then I got Cam Akers at number nine. Uh, last week we saw him rush 17 times. He had 55 yards. He has tons of upside, and he's 22 years old. And uh, we'll see later today what what becomes of him. But uh, I really like his upside. And then I have Antonio Gibson. He's 23. He played in 16 games this year, and uh, 4.0 yards per carry, seven touchdowns. He had three TD catches. He finished the season. Now, this is the kicker. He had 146 yards and averaged 6.95 yards per game a carry against the Giants. So that shows what his upside looks like. And so uh, that's what I have going on in my top 10 running backs list. And uh, if somebody wants to argue with me, we can go ahead and do that. So I could be talked up or down on a lot of these guys. Well, we all love arguing, but I mean. <laughs> he's like, or he's ready. Kevin's ready to fight. Like, let's go. <laughs> hey, listen, I, let me, I'll comment real quick. I'll just jump in real quick. I really like Cam Akers. I'm glad that somebody put him up there. I mean, he really looked hot um, there down, you know, obviously in the last couple of games and see a lot of speed, a lot of power with Cam. So I do like him, and he's young. Antonio Gibson, the same. Uh, a lot of great potential in Antonio um, as well. So I like the list, a lot of guys. And, I, of course, I, I mentioned him earlier, Jamonta Williams. I'm really high on him. He's a big back, too, especially Denver. You know, they love their running back. So like mm -hmm. the list a lot. Um, you know, and, again, shout-out to Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson. Good call there at the end. Yeah, Andrew, you got anything to say on this list? No, you know, I like I like how different it is, um, you know, towards the bottom there. Uh Gibson on there is definitely a, a risky one in my eyes, but I'm also the same guy that put Etienne at number 10 on my list. So what am I to say? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no, I like it. I like it. 
I have a certain award on my show that I would be I playing right now for Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, Kev, I like your list. I think it's a great list to really look at, like, who's going to be the youth movement going forward. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty solid list. I'm, I'm hearing the echo now. <laughs> but I'm going to move along real quick to my list. And I'm just going to, you know, do a real quick summary of it, you know, get it out of the way. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, obviously, he's number one. Najee Harris um, got the full workload. He's going to be the guy in uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh loves to score. They're going to find a new quarterback. Everything's there set up for him to succeed. And he's got a great mentality about it. I put DeAndre Swift at three because I was a firm believer going into this year DeAndre Swift was going to break out, and he did. You know, to a certain degree, I mean, obviously he had the injury issues, but it was good to see him in the last week come out, score a touchdown, look okay. Uh, I like the way that the Lions are going. I think that they're building their line, they're building their team, and they're getting it, um, they're getting it ready to go for hopefully a big run. I'd love to see Don or the Detroit Lions get back there. Uh, Austin Eckler was another guy I really was like pounding the table for this year, and I'm so glad it worked out because I love the dude. The dude loves fantasy football, so he obviously is a big fan and obviously wants to help out the fans all the time. Um, but his role in this offense going forward is very Alvin Kamara-esque. You know, he's going to run the ball a lot, but he's also going to be out there getting passes. He's the perfect PPR guy. Uh, if he stays healthy, he's definitely going to be a top dynasty pick. Um, Joe Mixon surprised the hell out of me this year. Staying healthy, Joe Mixon is a force. And if he continues to, you know, do types of things that he's doing, you know, they improve that offensive line a little bit. This offense is going to be off the charts. And we've already seen that they have the, the leadership and the good quarterback. So, um, Definitely always get behind good teams in fantasy. Uh, Javante Williams reminds me so much of Maurice Jones-Drew. People just bounce right off of him. Um, you know, you see him literally dragging people or people just freaking pinballing off of him. So when you have that kind of explosive back, you always want to get on that train. Um, obviously, the Broncos are bringing in a new head coach. Hopefully that comes with a new offensive scheme. And, you know, they fit Javante Williams into a full-time role, minus uh, Melvin Gordon. With Antonio Gibson, I just love the potential that he could be. I know he's had the shin splints and the shin injury and the broken bone and all that stuff. But, dude, just get healthy, work out, you know. This guy was a converted receiver. So, ideally, he's got good hands. And, you know, I feel like if they start to really incorporate themselves around him – being their focal point in the offense, then this guy is going to have a blow-up year. I mean, he could – honestly, he could be top five next year if they actually do the right things and focus around him being in the offense. Uh, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is also a guy that I pounded the table for. I thought he was going to be uh, running back one this year. Obviously, injuries and not being able to catch the ball very well uh, hindered that. But, you know, the guy is really good. He's a tank. Um, he's one of the few uh, running backs that will just, 
like Kamish said, offer consistency. You don't get that type of like consistency from many running backs. Running backs are usually hit or miss. They always get plagued by injuries. This guy is always missing two weeks, but he's always finishing top 10 for like the past three years. He's a good guy to go out and start a, a dynasty league with for sure. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, I have my reservations about him. Um, the talent's obviously amazing, but you know these two last guys for me, the workload is just so heavy on their shoulders that you wonder kind of when everything's going to fall off. Like, And like Kev said, when it falls off for a running back, it falls completely off the cliff. Like there is nothing there um, afterwards. And so for me, Christian McCaffrey is just one of those guys that, you know, if the Panthers don't really shore up their offense and start to get more people involved, and if they're going to focus it all on Christian McCaffrey and give him that Derrick Henry workload, he's not built like Derrick Henry. He's a lot smaller, and I know he's a tough guy. He's he's a strong kid, but, you know, shit breaks easier when you're not that big. You know what I mean? And so, for me, Christian McCaffrey, he's still an, a round one talent, but if I can get him in the later round, later, uh, later first round, I will be absolutely ecstatic. I wouldn't go for him in the top five. Um, Derek Henry also. So, like I said, my reservations with a lot of these guys is the workload, but also with Derrick Henry, he's been doing this for, I think, five years of just absolutely carrying the workload. And it finally caught up in a sense. And, you know, once these guys go down with like a foot injury, it's kind of like a hamstring injury for a wide receiver. It's something that always kind of lingers. So, you know, I can't take him out of my top 10 because the production is way too good, but I can put him at the bottom of my top 10. So that's what I did. And I'm going to bring the guys in to evaluate this. <laughs> oh, hey there, it's got to be my wait, thing wait. now. I think it's just oh, got to be there. my thing now. <laughs> You're gonna, we're going to have to make a video busting Justin's balls. <laughs> Love it. Got, yeah, I, I, I got to do it again. I got to do it again. Nobody's mind in the gutter. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like the list, Justin. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to see I'm not the only one that has uh, Antonio Gibson on the list and uh, that you had Swift as high as you do because I was looking at my list going, dude, do you even know what you're talking about with this thing? And yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> I decided, well, you know what? Maybe I do, so I'm going with it. So well, that's I'm glad big. I'm not the only one. At the end of the day, that's what, <laughs> say, that's what we all are doing. We're all guessing at the end of the day, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Kev, I don't know if I'm the, the group you want to be in with because a lot of people are like, does that guy know what he's fucking talking about? <laughs> hey, one thing I do want to note, um, none of us had on our list was Dalvin Cook. It was a big surprise to he me. Was, I think just maybe because of the injuries, but none yeah, of us. I thought somebody would have it, so I wanted to talk about him, um, but nobody had him on the list. That surprises yeah. me. Yeah, Kamish, I had him right there. I was actually going to think about going at him with number 10, but I thought Gibson and his upside beat him. So he would have been number 11 for me. Yeah, it just surprised me that, uh, like I said, I, I thought somebody was going to have Dalvin on there. So I was surprised I had nobody. That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I think that for me, the potential of CMC kind of just still outweighed Dalvin. Right. Agreed. But anyways, guys, this is going to be the wrap-up. We have another ad for you. A quick commercial. Mm. Oh, who's mm. it from? Is it Manscaped again? 
No, not manscape. <laughs> hey, listen, the, the commish don't like talking about balls. I, I assure you. Hey, gang, it's Commissioner <laughs> Cooper from TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. That means we give the people what they want. Expert fantasy advice, leading medical and legal analysis, free contests, and innovative games to keep you entertained. Watch us live with the Tiki Live app on the Belly Up Sports channel, subscribe to us on YouTube, or follow us on all social media platforms. Visit tssfantasy.com today for all the latest updates from the fantasy show of the people. We put the fun in fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> mayo. mayo over sour cream, yeah. Right. That's because you have high cholesterol. Okay. If you drafted Julio Jones, you got ghosted. <laughs> this is amazing. TSS fantasy. It's like an orgasm. If I had a cigarette, I'd smoke it. Fuck I'm pumped to be here. This is the show of shows. TSS fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. That's right. I spent all day on that bitch yesterday. Thank you for playing it. <laughs> hey, you're cut off now. That's your plug. <laughs> I feel you. I got nothing left. I got nothing left. <laughs> Um, no, but it was another great show, guys. Honestly, I played that whole – I thought about cutting that video off, but then I realized the guy who says, DSS Fantasy, this is orgasmic. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's the kicker right there. <laughs> well, I left it at the end, bro. I left it at the end for a reason. <laughs> um, but anyways, Kamish, tell us when you can we can find you. Tell us your, about your site. Uh, go ahead. Got you. All right. Yeah. So uh, visit us, of course, tssfantasy.com. That's where you can find basically all of our stuff from there. But of course, we're live now on Tiki Live on 10 p.m. on Fridays. Um, and you have to check show times for the rest because we're kind of jumbled all in between. Right now, we're just doing the one live show. I think later on, obviously, when fantasy starts up next year, we'll start getting a little more into it. But um, obviously, check us out. All of our social media platforms are on everything. Um, and subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Appreciate you. We are the fantasy show of the people. Very nice. Very nice. And where can we find the top, the top duck in the pond, Mr. Mallard? Tell us about what you got cooking. You know what? It took this long for someone to call, say the duck, the reference. Uh, it's, that's impressive. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, as football season winds down here with the playoffs, I'll obviously be hanging out here with you, with you fine folks. But uh, Divots and Pivots, the new golf show that, uh, that I have going on, that is – uh, we'll be recording episode two. We'll be live on Twitter and Facebook tonight, and then you can catch the show again uh, live. But, well, not live, but on TikiLive.com Wednesdays at ten o'clock. That'll be the regular uh, show spot for us. So um, today we'll be we'll be wrapping up uh, conversations on what this uh, the Amex Express tournament. Uh, I just almost said that American Express tournament went this weekend, and look forward to to next and just talk about some nice fun golf stories. So uh, if you're a golf fan, check us out. Divots and pivots. Don't leave home without it. Right. <laughs> and that was hey, first episode was really good. These guys know what they're talking about. They got me hooked with a whole conversation about Seamus Power, and I immediately <laughs> went and started him in DFS. <laughs> I hope but you started Davis Riley. Yeah, there you go. But, Kev, tell us what you're up to, uh, where we can find you. I know baseball is kind of in a hindrance right now, but tell us what's up with you. 
Well, uh, as a matter of fact, baseball has a meeting going on between the player reps and, uh, and the owners tomorrow. And uh, I, I don't expect a whole lot to come out of that. But uh, if it does, then uh, we'll be charging forward. You know, next month, it's already in the January. So we're looking at next month, starting up our baseball fantasy show, which will be coming out on Sunday nights. And then uh, you never know what uh, I'll be coming up with on, on, on the uh, Belly Up Fantasy website. Uh, there's going to be some basketball going on, maybe some hockey happening over there. So, uh, you know, drop in every week. Check me out on on the fancy site. So you'll see me over there. And Kev knows what he's talking about, and he does all the sports. I mean, this guy comes out with basketball articles, baseball articles, football articles. So check him out at bellyupsports.com and look for his show, the Fantasy Baseball Live Show. Um. So, guys, I want to say thank you for being with us today. I want to thank all my co-hosts. It was another wonderful show. Um, have a good one. Peace out, guys. Power. Appreciate you. Later. Remember, Bengals. Go Bengals. Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Bet Fred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.